What's up? It's your host, Tori. And who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to the pod. I know it's been like a month. That's 100p my B. It's so nice to be back. I've sat down literally 60 times to record this. It's also episode 60. Hurrah. Hooray. I don't know. That came out weird. I'm very like... I think like Tony Robbins energy right now. I don't know how um, because I've like had a long day of work, went to like literally crushed a hot yoga class, made spaghetti and meatballs. I don't know. I'm going to Vancouver tomorrow. Just a lot's going on Um, and I should be really fucking like tired. I feel like on low energy. But as soon as I started recording my spirits were instantly lifted. Why has it been a month since I posted a podcast? If you've been around for a while, you're just like, this is status quo. If you're new around here, (laughs) I feel like I have to reintroduce myself like fucking every three episodes. (laughs) But if you are new around here, I went on vacation, sort of. Uh, My first post sort of covid trip i went home to kamloops and saw my parents and some friends and we went to a soyuz and we went out to the lake and we had a heat wave that was scary then i went to vancouver and saw my sisters and there was so much celeb shit that i wanted to talk about but i was just kind of and i'm gonna do my best Kourtney Kardashian impression here I was just living life that was so bad I'm just living life no I can't even do it I have the vocal fry and everything but it's just not happening for me but it's true BC where I live is opening up we've hit 75% first doses like a week ago or something and in my region we hit 30% doubly vax so It's been really nice to get back to yoga and go into my office a a little for a little bit and see so many family members and friends that I haven't seen in many, many months. So I feel really rejuvenated and I'm feeling good. I definitely had a little bit of like that post vacay slump, like that like little bit of depression, but I think because I'm going back to Vancouver this weekend for my sister's birthday that was quickly you know that quickly dissipated and for the first time I feel like in a really long time I feel really optimistic about the future so so I took a little bit of some unintentional time off but I'll have you know that the RTBB community was on my mind like the entire time and I still continue to post on socials even if new episodes don't come out so If you're not already, follow along with me at RTBB Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And, you know, as I always say, soon to be TikTok. I don't know if people are annoyed that I always say that or not. I feel like this is a supportive and safe space and people won't judge me that like literally I don't follow through on anything I ever say on this podcast. Anyways, enough about me. I hope you're doing well. But let's get into our stories for today. I want to do a deep dive into the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reunion. Talk a little bit about the Red re-recordings. 
And then season two of Too Hot to Handle. If you haven't watched that show, honestly, stop the pod. Go binge. It's like 10 episodes. Binge that in one sitting and then come back and we can discuss it. But let's get into it. The Red Re-Recordings, this topic was suggested by Matthew of That's So Matthew podcast. And I was like literally in disbelief that Taylor is dropping red in November. And this is for various reasons. First, why November? I know that she used to release records in November, like when before she did her like secret drops of folklore and evermore and not secret, but fearless. But I just feel like such a lull after we got three albums through 2020 and 2021 it feels like such a long you know a long haul till November the other reasons was that I saw more 1989 theories on TikTok Instagram and Twitter and they seemed just as valid or even like more valid and more common than like the red theories and after obviously she made the official announcement people went back and looked at what the clues and the easter eggs were so she mentioned girl in red she did the red hearts all the emojis were in threes like red the picture of her lying down in the grass is like the iconic one with the red lipstick and the like ray-bans but I don't know there was so many 1989 ones too that I still like have the most like sliverest of hope that she releases 1989 this summer and then like red in November that would just make my entire life I think my favorite Taylor albums are Reputation and 1989 I don't know if that's a hot take or not but it would just make my entire life to get those two albums specifically and it sucks knowing that those are going to be recorded not last but like very far into the future especially reputation she can't legally like re-record them until I think next year people on TikTok were saying that she might be postponing these releases because a lot of female pop stars are releasing albums around like this summer we have solar power from lord we just had sour by olivia rodrigo and apparently adele is supposed to be releasing an album this summer but what do you think about that do you think she would do that and wait because like some of her peers are releasing not similar albums but you know like if you listen to taylor you probably also listen to adele etc or do you think that she just doesn't want to rush the process because like she did release three major projects and she said that red is literally 30 songs long with the iconic and much anticipated 10 minute version of all too well and it's like that's huge like that is such a long album so I don't know maybe that conspiracy theory is just way too far down the rabbit hole the other kind of news in Taylor Swift world I'm sure there's a thousand other things but the Scooter Braun article came out in like Variety or something like that and There was a lot of headlines about it. I don't think it was like too damning. Like definitely 
was about his accomplishments, which I don't think anyone would take that away from him. He's a very accomplished manager, but it like talked about the Taylor Swift re-recordings and like purchase of her masters for like literally one second and like the entire article got vilified not saying that he doesn't deserve that at all but it was more talking about you know like other things I don't know why I fucking read the whole thing because I was expecting more T Swift content and it was just like nowhere to be found but it got me thinking remember when Taylor stuck her tongue out when Justin and Selena hugged backstage Do you think that that was because Selena was being nice to Justin and she was like, oh, that's my best friend's like low key abusive boyfriend, like on and off again boyfriend? Or did she hate Justin because of Scooter like back then? I don't know. I was just thinking of like, how deep does this, you know, rivalry run? Anyways, it's the end of an era Keeping up with the Kardashians is officially donezo. There was a two-part reunion, and the first part, honestly, was a fucking sleeper. Like, if you only have one hour to spare, definitely watch part two. You will not miss anything in part one. But it was just really fun because I love Bravo TV shows for sure. But, like, sometimes I honestly think I'm watching them for the Andy Cohen reunion because I do really think he asks like pretty hard-hitting questions. I think he like has a really smart way of doing it where he picks the listener questions that are like pretty scathing, like being like, Chloe, do you get sad that people think that Robert Kardashian is not your like bio dad? Like stuff that's like really sensitive, but he picks it like from a cue card from a listener submittal but it or submission but it's like that's such a good way of being like this was from a listener like don't shoot the messenger but it's like we want to know too like I would be asking this if it wasn't under this like fake guise of like a listener sometimes I low-key think of like it's probably there's probably no like Tamara from Oklahoma asking this question anyways The first like literal two seconds of the reunion is gold. First thing he says is like what happened to all the disappeared pets over the years. And like I read a Jezebel article like years ago, like listing all of their like cats and dogs and bunnies and chickens and stuff like that that just have like disappeared. So that was iconic and then he, you know, goes down the the line and introduces everybody. And he calls Chloe Chloe because of the accent on the E. And then she goes, thanks, Ande, or like something like that. And it's just so funny because he's like, I call her that because there's an accent. And it's like, but she doesn't refer to herself like that. So like, I don't know why, but just the commitment to saying shit like that makes these reunions so much fun. There was a few other interesting points in the first part of the reunion. Kim talks about how she would like not necessarily call the paparazzi, but like just basically hang out in the places that the paparazzi are going. And I just kind of liked that little behind the scenes 
tidbit obviously we knew that that's happening and I feel like most paparazzi are called or there's like um you know tips given about where these celebrities are gonna be or there's ones that just hang out at places like Nobu and Craig's in LA and Malibu and stuff and you can just go there to get photographed but I feel like this was kind of the first time that you know the Kardashians kind of pulled back that curtain even though again we knew that this was happening I don't think they've really mentioned that before so I did like that I think probably the biggest point of interest in this part one was that Kim said she would have actually wanted an annulment to Chris Humphreys if she was like a little bit more mature like had her head straightened on at that point so she said that an annulment is the only way for like a marriage to like not count and I guess I think maybe Chris and her like Catholic or Christian or something like that and like that means a lot to them like to not have like marriages on your record or whatever to just be married to one person technically and how you do that is an annulment but the reason the only reason I I think this is what she was saying and she's the lawyer was that the only reason or way you can get an annulment is to prove that there was fraud and so she said that the reason you know that blew up that because we all thought that the marriage was a sham and then when he filed for an annulment and we're like it's because of fraud we're like case closed but she was just saying more that that it was for religious reasons and that she actually like again regretted not going forward with that and I even think she said that she thinks she owes him like an apology and stuff and she talked that like the night before their wedding she was getting cold feet and Chris said like get in the car I'll figure it out and do whatever you want we'll get you out of here and we can stop this and I thought that was really interesting because that really does show like how much the Kardashians and like Chris rides for her family which I always appreciate um I did feel bad because she was like I did kind of get swept up in the whirlwind of it and there was so many workers and you know donated or like sponsored gifted you know like furniture and food and gifts and decorations and flowers and stuff like that that she just didn't want to let anyone down so she like went ahead with it and I just thought that that really I kind of empathize with her I feel like they did exactly what they needed to do they changed the narrative of this sham marriage at least in my eyes, but you know, you kind of empathize with her because I just couldn't imagine all the pressure. Um, it's like, it was like a, f- not a four part, but maybe like a two part, two hours. So four hours total special on E! News. Like I'd go with it too, if it was like the night before, right? And you just kind of finally had a moment to like realize this is like not it. So yeah, It was really, really interesting. Like, I remember, I think it was in 20, it must have been 2011, 2012. I was living in dorms in my second year of university and I had three roommates and we like made like 
snacks and like settled in for this like extravaganza in our living room and like it was a huge huge deal every people magazine like everything it was also kind of addressed that the older sisters kim and then chloe were pissed at courtney about not talking or showing her relationship with Eunice. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, the French model on keeping up. And I thought this was so unfair because basically she admitted that the show and of course Scott's like alcohol use and drug use, but I'm sure that was exacerbated by the show or like not dealt with in like the most positive way because of the show scarred her from talking about like future romantic relationships on the show and I think that's setting such a good boundary it's like I I don't know how those two sisters don't understand that that she's basically saying that the show was one of the factors that ruined the relationship with like you know one of the loves of her life and then them bashing her for not showing her relationship with Eunice and then I guess Travis after that just was so beyond me and then I think the last thing from part one that I'll just say is Kim talked about a really funny story about how she sent different pictures of North to her friends and waited to see which one got leaked um to the press and like I you know I can just remember it's the gray one where she's like bundled up um like swaddled with like a a tiny little bit of black hair and she looks perfect but that is just like so funny and I just thought that like how stressful would that be to constantly think like my closest friends or like you know my larger group of maybe a little bit less close friends literally use me and share my like secrets to the paparazzi for money like I just cannot imagine living like that and then okay the very last thing was it was so weird that they were like all in ball gowns and then Kendall was in like a tank top it was just I don't know mismatched there's my little bone to pick with Kendall but the real juicy part was part two Chris talked about like being educated on trans issues because of Caitlin which again I think like that's a story that she hasn't talked about in a while because it's not obviously recent so it was kind of nice to hear like their reflections on that time of their life because I bet that there was some turmoil there about like and like hard feelings and stuff so I thought she like reflected on that quite well I was thinking about the Todd Crane's prank because it's like Chris has I think always been an EP on the show so like that had to have all been 100% fake right (laughs) like I don't know I'm just thinking about this now because like the whole show is like pretty fake but they would laugh so hard like where they would like be crying but I was like Chris would obviously see the cuts of the episode and stuff and know was him how did this last for like six seasons speaking of Scott he said like the grossest thing Andy Cohen using his viewers once again asked why he dates younger girls because he's dating like a 19 year old and he's like 36 it's fucking disgusting 
And he's like, I don't look for them. They're just attracted to me. And it's like, LOL, you look like such a leathery, like, you're like really despo dyed hair and just like alcohol issues that like are ever present in the like media and stuff. And like your obsession with your baby mama. Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. I absolutely hated that. And they also brought up Scott's infidelity. And I completely forgot that he cheated on Courtney like multiple times. And it was like detailed on the show. And that there was like paparazzi pictures and stuff. Like I completely forgot about that. And I think that's why I always hated him for like loving court. But then like acting shady like this. And I'm just reading my notes. I also want to say one more thing about Eunice. Did not think Eunice Benjamin or again, whoever he is, was going to get so much airtime in 2021. But they were saying how much they like hated him and that like everyone knew they hated him. And I just like did not get that vibe ever. So that was like really interesting. But they sounded like he was like an awful person. And know what? he's like irrelevant nowadays so they probably did that (laughs) so then I think the real I feel like I say this about every little thing I want to share about this but like the real juicy part was talking about unrealistic beauty standards and I think Chloe's like looks and nose job so I always felt so bad for Chloe because growing up like me growing up reading magazines and like them doing ads for like their Sears clothing line and stuff like that she was always in the background of the photo there was always something like half covering her body or she was in like the baggy version like Kim and Court would be in like a bra and panties for their like lingerie collection and she would be in like a nightgown And I always just felt like so bad for her because it was just like, I don't know, like you could just feel that insecurity radiating through the ad. And like, I don't know, I just empathize with that person. And so she was talking about she got a nose job and that Andy was the first person to ever like ask her directly, which was like, okay. And then she talked about how good American horror good American her jean and clothing company or denim clothing company all the hot girls say denim so now I'm gonna say that it's not a jean jacket it's a denim jacket but like it's size inclusive and all of that stuff and I'm like I love that you have a brand that's size inclusive but when you're like health means being skinny And when you see Kendall and you just say, hey, skinny and like stuff like that, it's like you're not walking the walk. You're just talking the talk, girl. And and they're like, we put in the work to look like this. And I do not underestimate how much these girls work out and stuff like that. We see it on Instagram. But girls... It's because you have money, you have time, your job depends on your looks, sad to say. You're makeup artists, you have chefs, you have plastic surgeons and like amazing estheticians. 
you have personal trainers, you have tailors, you have Photoshop, you have procedures that we probably haven't even heard of. Like Kim got a BBL, a Brazilian butt lift, if you're the uninitiated, in like 2003 when no one even knew about that because we only thought the butt implants were a thing. And now everybody and their grandma is getting a BBL. <laughs> like They have body makeup like Kim's KKW Beauty, which she's rebranding, has body makeup where you literally like paint your entire body because God forbid you have a freckle or a zit or like, I don't know, some like not perfect complexion. So it was just so absolutely beyond unaware naive and oblivious that it made me fucking hate them and like I love them but not admitting in this blunt and direct of a question that you perpetuate unrealistic beauty standards is absolutely ridiculous because I just mentioned all those things but I didn't even mention like child care money time etc the privilege that they have that allows and affords them to do all these things and then the other piece that was really interesting was Andy asking Chloe about Tristan and Alexandria wanted me to talk about this a little bit but it was like the episode was released two days before I think Chloe was blindsided again by another cheating and like probably real story about Tristan going to a party and having like a threesome and staying out all night but she was asked directly about them and she said they didn't date in season 20 which eh, I don't know girl but now they are like they got together in the winter and then literally the next day they broke up because of these rumors and I just feel so bad for that girl don't go back to him Chloe and then the other thing they talked about was the Jordan thing I think again this was like the first time they talked about it in an official interview but Chloe said if Kylie wanted to be friends with Jordan again she's more than welcome because you know they forgave Tristan so why wouldn't they forgive Jordan too and I thought that was really nice to hear two more things and then we're moving on but Kendall kept being like there's a false narrative around my family around like stuff like her nepotism in the modeling industry and it's like girl is it a false narrative or is it just critical criticism about your family and like people trying to hold you like accountable for things it was just so annoying and for some reason honestly Kendall is my least favorite so to shit on her further they were like drinking 818 her tequila company which we've all seen that controversy so I don't need to rehash it but they took shots at the end and Scott was sitting there because of his sobriety it was so awkward they like panned out the camera panned out and it's like all the girls drinking it and then him like in a chair by himself I felt so bad for him I was like you guys couldn't get him like a fucking seltzer or something to do the cheers with 
or maybe just like not cheers with like elks you couldn't do like a little apple cider you know in a fucking champagne flute cheers it was so rude and then Courtney like didn't drink hers and that like sparked pregnancy rumors she also posted this video of her at the beach where she's like has her hand over her tummy and like it's just it's all wild to me but them like gushing over their eight the 818 tequila was annoying VVV last thing I'll say is apparently their Hulu TV show isn't reality TV in the sense of like keeping up but apparently it's like a Shark Tank-esque show with the sisters as sharks and I'm actually like all for that I think it would be really cool like such a cool concept because I think they're very business-minded it would really show that off to like the naysayers And I would love a Shark Tank version where it's like all products that like I would be interested in because I'm assuming that they would pick entrepreneurs that like pass the Kardashian vibe check because like there was a period where I was obsessed with Shark Tank. Like I remember I used to binge like episodes and episodes like maybe in like 2013, 2014, but I kind of got tired of it because... I like didn't like any of the products like I'm not buying like a ring doorbell anytime soon or like I don't know like a towel with a fucking hood on it or something so those are the only products I remember or like a cupcake in a mason jar so I don't know it was just like I'm not buying any of this shit so I don't really care about it but if it was like in the like whoosh kkw like kind of realm I think I'd be really interested in it okay last story and then I have this week in petty to share with you and then we're gonna wrap up I watched the second season of too hot to handle and I am so obsessed so I don't think I ever talked about this on the podcast but like too hot to handle season one came out like peak quarantine you know everyone was watching Tiger King and then this came out and everyone was obsessed and I didn't watch Tiger King I didn't watch Too Hot to Handle I just was like I don't know I feel like this is successful because we're all bored at home and nothing new is coming out and we wouldn't be watching it otherwise so I just like didn't pay it any attention and I also thought the premise was problematic which I'm obviously gonna get to But I was at my sister's house last weekend and I fucking locked my keys in my car and we ended up watching Too Hot to Handle and then I was staying at my other sister's house the next day and literally made her watch like three episodes (laughs) with me and I've been saying olala ever since. (laughs) Even though I hate Marvin, I can't get olala out of my head. Okay, so the other reason that I was adamantly against it outside of me just thinking it was like a COVID one hit wonder was because I was nervous that people were going to like think or like learn about sex from this TV show. And maybe that seems extreme, but I feel like people overestimate how media literate like a lot of people are. And I guess I should tell you the premise of the show if you haven't watched it, which I highly recommend you do. But basically what happens is there are like 12-ish, 
half guys, half girls, super hot, super horny, kind of influencer type people. And they think they're going on like a fun Bachelor in Paradise-esque show, Parties in Paradise. And they think that their summer is going to just be like partying, hooking up with people with a possibility of like winning money, which I don't know why they think that's the premise of a TV show and like why they didn't ask more questions, but we'll get to that later. In the first episode, they find out that they're not out on parties in paradise. They're on Too Hot to Handle and they're in a retreat to learn about themselves, you know, think about past traumas and why they might be you know treating people poorly cheating on them not being able to settle down not being able to commit all of these things that these like like you know super hot people problems (laughs) and part of the retreat is there's a hundred thousand dollars at stake and they're told that they get to split that money up at the end but the catch is is if they kiss or have sex or anything in between they lose money from the pot And of course, they're on a resort with like cameras everywhere. So if they do anything, they get caught by this Siri called Lana or Lala, as um, Carly would say. And they lose money and people get mad at them, etc. But it's just like one of those shows where it's just like weird to teach people that like kissing like I don't know having sex or doing sexual things like is bad where you like lose money or get like immediately punished and that you can't do that like I don't know if that's the best way to teach people like to commit or that committing is like the only like being in a committed relationship is like the only good thing about like or the only good or valid type of relationship like it just it's VVV problematic for for many more reasons than that. But I'll just leave it at that. But holy fuck, is it addictive? Oh, my God, it's so fun to watch. And it's such an easy binge. OK, here are the bones I have to pick with it. A hundred thousand dollars divided by like 10 people. So like 10K is not enough of a prize like cool it should definitely be 500k but I understand why they do 100 because it would be so hard like to keep track like oh you just kissed this person you lost us three thousand dollars we have four hundred and ninety seven thousand dollars like it just isn't as easy to keep track of or it's like oh the prize money is now down to 60k I remember it's because like Chase kissed this person Emily and Cam did this like you can kind of track it so I understand that but 100k is just like the people walk away with like a thousand dollars each and I just don't think that's like fun tv or the potential to walk away with ten thousand dollars so similar to big brother and bb can like please up your game prizes and then the other thing I don't get is you lose three thousand dollars for a kiss but then only like four thousand dollars for a hand job but then like you can kiss on the cheek and spank your like partner and like grind up on them sometimes but also sometimes not and like rub their like legs and butt and stuff like that and those don't count so maybe they just found that that was too hard to like 
track, which it's like fair enough. But it's just so weird the like money evaluations they gave to like all of these things and that like they can still like kiss each other on the forehead. I guess that's maybe not inherently like sexual. I don't know. It's just like weird because you can like kiss them on the cheek. But like as soon as you kiss them on the mouth, like you lose 3K. I don't know. It's just weird when they're already talking in like these all or nothing terms. But (laughs) this is not one of them. The second thing is that it's so it gets so frustrating that people will break the rules. The other people will get mad. And then the next day, the other people will break the rules. And then the people who just broke the rules gets mad. And it's like, how dare you come for this other couple for doing that when you just did that the night before? Like that storyline kind of got like a little bit old. And then the other thing like game wise is they add people in kind of like the circle like in different stages of the retreat but then you kind of end up with nobody's like Tabitha and Elle where you're like I have no idea like who these people are by the end of the show but I know the entire OG cast and I just like don't think that's fair or fun and those people like shouldn't get a vote at the end so I kind of wish they just stuck with the OG cast or brought like another group of sexy singles in but like once and like in the middle or like maybe like a quarter way into the show now kind of getting a little bit spoilery so if you haven't watched the show and you want to watch it just pause the episode and come back because I don't want to spoil anyone that would be so annoying But I was so annoyed at how it ended. Marvin won. He is such a player still. I don't know how he swindled that money. There's a rumor going around that he has four kids and was like on other reality shows. He's not together with Melinda. It was so annoying. The twist with the vote at the end, it was different from season one, I hear, which I'm going to binge after my trip to Vancouver. But like it was just not it. And I'm so mad that Cam didn't win. I actually think like, again, a spoiler alert, Emily and Cam are together living with Emily's mom and I have plans to move out together like they changed. They definitely deserve the money over Marvin. I think Marvin ended up with 55K. And like, honestly, I bet Emily and Cam will be able to make that up in like Instagram posts and, you know, podcast appearances and like all of that shit. But it just made me sad that he won. And like, he seems like he's such a sleaze still. And then there's people that like actually did kind of change and didn't get anything. But to recap, who's still together post-show? I've been watching all of the post-season coverage. Emily and Cam, like I said, still together. I'm so happy for them. They're very, very cute together. And I didn't love Cam for what he did with Christina. But honestly, he seemed to like get it together. So I'm very stoked for them. Marvin and Melinda, like I said, they're not together, but Melinda is with motherfucking Peter. I was so shook when they posted an Instagram post today. He looked really cute in the Instagram post, but I hate him so much. So, and I love Melinda so much. So I'm just very, very sad. 
And then Carly and Joey are still kind of talking, but there's nothing serious going on with them. It's probably hard because they filmed this in, I think, November 2020. And she's Canadian and he's American. He lives in Miami. I just feel like that probably was a non-starter because they can't see each other. And then Christina and Robert. This is another thing. They got sent home for like not engaging with the process. And they are still together. They're like, we we left and like immediately had sex. But like they're literally a couple now. So I like feel bad that they didn't actually like get to stick to the finale. But I'm so happy for them. Christina really looks like Emma, Emily Ratajkowski or whatever. And... Robert is like so much of like a redhead and he kept calling himself like six times blonde on the show it was like so annoying turtleneck chase and Larissa had a lot of problems because obviously chase and Tabitha are not together but apparently chase and Larissa like are not friends on the show and then apparently they have a big group chat and one with Chase and then one without Chase which is so funny and like so shady but apparently Carly and Kayla didn't really get along either which was so weird I kind of wish they showed instead of like just all relationships some of this like friend drama too but yeah this show is so interesting I'm definitely looking forward to a season three it's just I think kind of a different concept because there's just so many layers to this TV show which sounds so dumb for like literally the dumbest show but like it is just also really interesting to see how like really hot people can be and like experienced people can be insecure in their relationships too and I was kind of thinking that honestly I think that's because when you connect with someone just solely based on their looks there's always going to be other hot people around and it's really easy to just jump to like the next person if you're not making like a deeper connection and I think we really saw that play out on this show so I feel like someone could do like a very deep analysis of this that I would like love to read or listen to um, but not write myself (laughs) but I think it's just so opposite of my life that it was just really fun to watch highly recommend okay we're gonna wrap up with a this week in petty I don't often talk about my work on the pod because I like to keep it separate but (laughs) and I don't talk about it at work I think a bunch of people do know or have found out and stuff which is totally fine I I always tell myself or like justify it to myself that like I'm not keeping it a secret because I'm not like ashamed per se or like I don't I don't think I say anything like offensive on the pod that would like get me in trouble or anything like that but I just you know don't want to bring this personal aspect necessarily to my work but um I (laughs) didn't have a choice uh this week when I was doing some podcast stuff on zoom over my lunch break and then joining a post-lunch meeting And I just joined the Zoom meeting and I didn't know that like I just had my like Zoom account open in my web browser. So it was like auto logged in. So I fucking joined a meeting with my boss 
a new person in a different department that I was like just meeting and my fucking direct report employee in my ready to be petty account and like I have my picture my name is ready to be petty podcast and you know when zoom loads just like the picture like as it connects to your audio and video your like (laughs) static picture shows first and then you can get access to audio and like turn on your camera and stuff So I could see it happening and hear them talking about it, being like, I just let someone called Ready to Be Petty podcast into this meeting. I wonder who it is. Oh, there's this picture of Tori. What is this? Oh, she just turned on her video. It's her. Oh, she just changed her name. It's her. And then I was like, hey, sorry, I'm like a minute late. I just like coming off of lunch, you know how it is. And just like did not fuck like, oh, I was on my wrong account, did not mention it. But it was like, how fast do you think that everyone downloaded every single one of my episodes and was dissecting? Because that's what I would have done. But it was like absolutely horrifying. I never thought that that would happen to me because it hasn't happened in three years of having a podcast. But oh, my God, it was It was just so bad, but no one has said anything yet, but I like immediately texted my friends and I was like, how bad is this on like a scale of one to 10? And I'm going to post their reactions on my Instagram stories and like Twitter and stuff. So follow me at RTBP podcast. Have you ever had a work blunder like this one before? I see this a lot on TikTokers as like TikTokers get discovered by their works and stuff and I don't know it's just very interesting I just felt like a deer in like the headlights where I like couldn't do anything as my like video loaded and then I like sheepishly joined the podcast but it just it sounds so dumb and like ugh, it was just so 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 embarrassing I think it's like not even that I would care that they would find out but it was like oh you've had this for three years and like didn't once once mention it like maybe that's more of the weirdness about it than like actually just like having a podcast where I talk shit about celebs but you know if I was on the other like the receiving end of this I would have had my work cut out. I would have put away my work tasks after the meeting ended. No, I would have been downloading the episodes and pulling up the socials as the meeting was happening. And then I would have put away my work tasks for the days and got down to business as soon as the meeting ended. So I guess we'll never know if there's any updates from this situation. I will, you know, you'll be the first to know. Anyways, that's it from me. Thank you so much for listening. You know what I'm going to say next. The best thing you can do for me and RTBP as a listener is to share the podcast with a friend who you think will like it or post about it on social media. If you are not texting everyone you know in the entire world right now, I'm going to be disappointed. And if you're not already, follow along with me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RTBP Podcast. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.